2: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Ah, yeah. uh, it's just, just it's been too long. <laughs> Miss those buggers. Dr. Gene Krisky is a renaissance man. He is the Dean at the School of Behavioral and Natural Sciences at Mount Saint Joseph University. Uh he's an entomologist. Out of all the entomologists we know, he is our favorite and most popular. He is the Cicada Authority. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Dr. Gene Kritzky.
0: Hi, Dr. Kritzky. Are you there? Yeah,
1: pick him up.
2: There you go. There you go. Hey, Dr. Gene. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> it's good to have you back on the show. It's nice to be back. You know, the last major 17 years, I was just going <laughs> to say, it has not been 17 years. We I know we've talked to you. There more was another recently. brood that
0: popped up. It wasn't there a smaller something. Yeah, we
3: had another one in 2008, a smaller one in 2017.
0: There you go. We've talked to you both those times, I believe.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, 2008 is the one that sticks out on my mind because that was around the time I met Kristen when she was part of the Ladies Cicada Society. And they would have their cica- their 17th uh, c- Crunch and Munch lunch to celebrate the <laughs> emergence. And they would go around and have a contest to see who spotted the first cicada in whose yard. And uh, I think they even had a, uh, you know, an, an email relationship there with Dr. Kritsky and helping him chart where they were emerging, where they were popping up, and cool. where they were more prevalent. So yeah, we it doesn't, get, doesn't get much better than that, does it? Well, we often use 17 years as kind of the benchmark, Dr. Kritsky, but uh, how many major broods do we have here in the tri-state?
3: Well, here in the tri-state, we have, in addition to brood, 10 and 14 uh, back in 2001 i discovered a 13 year brood it doesn't get to cincinnati it gets into brown and claremont counties and a few count about 10 counties in northern kentucky that had been missed for two centuries and then starting in uh, 2000 but now established in 2017 we now have a population of brood six as well we're actually seeing cicadas shift in our lifetime
2: So we will see these types of occurrences, these significant occurrences in our area once every how many years can we count on?
3: We'll see another one in four four years, then we'll see another one in two years, (laughs) and then we'll see another one in 11 years. Well, these
0: little buggers are just really persistent, aren't they?
3: Well, they've been very good to me, that's for sure. (laughs) They kept you in
0: business, (laughs) that's for sure. All right, so what is the biggest inconvenience they're going to cause for us when they come this time?
3: Well, the biggest inconvenience that a lot of people have is just, little, especially those who are afraid of bugs, is that there are bugs there. And uh, I've had uh, oh, several uh, couples ask about whether they, whether they should change their waiting plans. I've had people contact me about whether, when they should leave and where they should go to be away from them. Uh, those who can't leave and are, are getting married, obviously, <laughs> then you, if you, you don't mind bugs, and it's, the, it's the noise. It's the loud uh, calling, and if you're living in the area where there's a a big co- a chorusing center, you could expect uh, sound levels to get up to about ninety six decibels if you got some trees nearby. And that uh, to put that in perspective, Mount St. John's on the flyway into uh, CVG and uh, uh, the cicadas, uh, singer the uh, most I've measured is ninety six decibels, and the and the jets flying over about eighty. Oh
0: wow! wow.
1: Oh my god! That's so they're going to be really loud.
3: Yes.
2: Dang. Now, Dr. Cicada, do you love this? I mean, I know this is a, a big part of your life and you're fascinated with with the study of these creatures. But do you love the atmosphere? Like that's one, actually one of the sounds of of, of summer, like I sort summer. of consider it, that I kind of <laughs> love. I like mm-hmm. the sound of, of the cicadas. I know it's it's kind of loud and it can be inconvenient and kind of messy. But do you love it as much as some people do?
3: I think I may love it even more. <laughs> it's, a, it's a focused research. Now we're talking about when, but during the seventeen-year cicadas. That's where I really focus. We also have the annual cicadas that come out every year, starting in in the early July and lasts and through October. The ones that go bzz, bzz, and the trees, right, the big numbers, yeah. here every year. And I enjoy those as well. But my uh, the focus of my research has always been the seventeen-year cicadas.
2: Now, what do cicadas eat? Because uh, people are concerned about planting season. Do they eat well? <coughs>
0: Rain Wilson, Amer Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
3: They eat our plants and flowers? Well, they, they won't eat, uh, but you won't notice any kind of feeding at all as they're adults. They, uh, they're sucking in. And so they feed primarily by sucking uh, uh, tree roots. Oh, wow. so yeah. they've been feeding underground, and all you see—all our trees—they they, don't—they don't look any different, uh, except for the ash trees are dying because of the emerald ash borer. But uh, they uh, feed on the xylem tissue, the that's the the tissue that brings the water and the minerals up to the leaves, and uh, their feeding doesn't cause any real damage at all to the to the trees while they're underground.
1: Oh, so, uh, so we don't need to protect our trees in any way, shape, or form,
3: or bushes. The the the. the uh, Big, most damage they can do is when the female lays her eggs, and she lays her eggs by piercing the terminal branches of our trees and woody plants, and that can cause uh, a tear up in the vascular tissue and cause the leaves to turn brown, which and then droop. We call that flagging, and it can be very unsightly. For a large tree, it looks just it'll just look unsightly this year. Uh, it won't kill us. Uh, for a new planting, uh, a young sapling, let's say, is three or four feet on shorter in height. we we'll probably that—that that is a danger uh, to those trees. Uh, and you can do two things. One, you can delay planting new trees until the, towards the end of the cicada season. That's be tw- after June the fifteenth or so. That's one thing you could do. Uh, otherwise, if you have planted them already this spring, you need to put a barrier between the branches and the uh, and the female cicadas. And you can do that by getting a uh, by Making a large uh, a very, uh, cloth bag, uh, but it's not opaque. We don't want to hide the sun from the trees. You don't want to wrap it like a big q tip, but just sort of create a barrier from the uh, female cicadas flying into the trees to lay their eggs. And what was the
2: material that you suggested? Was it cheesecloth or something? It's, you can
3: use a cheesecloth. If you can get cheesecloth in wide bolts, or you get like a, an, uh, a, a very lightweight uh, muslin uh muslin uh, fabric that would allow you to allow air to flow through but you don't want to tie up the branches because that can harm the tree uh but if, but again that's only for for very small trees uh, if you've got trees that are 12 feet tall or, or you know they just had planted last year so they're not going to be in much danger
2: have you received any reports or, or sightings so far where are we this is april uh 26 anything yet
3: Uh, Well, we've had a lot of people find them in their gardens. Uh, They're planting their spring plants and flowers. Those are have no, there's no danger in any kind of uh, herbaceous plants from the cicadas. And uh, what people are reporting are seeing nymphs, the immatures, that they're sort of uncovering as they're doing their plantings. People who've lifted up boards that have been in the yard or whatever, i find the whole ground riddled with these little tunnels and the cicadas underneath it. We had, starting about two weeks ago now, uh, 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 hundreds, thousands of uh, little cicada chimneys these are extensions of their tunnels above ground mm-hmm. during that, that one weekend that we had that long, where it rained almost all day long. Uh, that, that The cicadas react to that by, by extending their tunnels above ground and making these little, little turrets or little chimneys.
1: I oh. saw those. I saw a lot of people posting pictures of those, like little mounds of dirt
3: and yes. mud. Uh, I, was, I was on hiking the Western Wildlife Corridor uh, Bender Mountain Trails yesterday and, with my wife, and uh, we saw hundreds of them.
2: Now, Uh, Kristen's youngest daughter once found a blue cicada, a blue one. And, and it's my understanding that, that they're quite rare. Is that right? Well, I think you might be thinking of the blue eyed cicadas.
3: Probably. uh, yes, uh, there are, those are relatively rare. The estimation is one in a million. Uh, and it's, uh, we're not sure what the genetics is behind it. It appears that maybe some kind of a dilution gene that stops the, the red pigment being produced, and the eyes stay blue, and the major wing veins don't change into uh, that wonderful orange color we're used to seeing. Right.
2: And so, so what, what do you do in the event you find one of those? You want us to call you? Or are you interested? <laughs> or
3: <laughs> what would be great is if they if they downloaded my app, Cicada Safari, and took a photograph of that and submitted to Cicada Safari.
0: So Cicada now, do Safari. you do you yeah. ever cook them up and eat them anymore? Not anymore?
3: No, I, I, I'm too fond of them. The, you know, these, you know, these, little critters, these little critters got me tenure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> True that. I did see your wall. I was telling these guys earlier that my daughter, her favorite place at the Cincinnati Zoo is the insect house. And I saw your little wall there. You have like a whole little area dedicated to you and your research.
3: Oh, it's, uh, and others as well. Yes, it's a, it's a, a nice little display at the, at the insect very suit.
1: Very cool. I have a question. As someone that is not a fan of the cicada whatsoever, is there any area in the tri-state where I can go and escape them other than inside my house?
3: Uh, well, if you want to go, it uh, depends on how far you think you need to go. Uh, <laughs> for, uh, the Toledo area probably won't have very many. All of the, the, the We're finding that it's, as, as many as we're going to have. Uh, we've been seeing a, a gradual decline in many parts of the country of brood ten. So northwest mm-hmm. Ohio, for example, about half of the counties that had them a hundred years ago uh, uh, don't have them anymore. Uh, if we, uh, the northern half of Indiana, is also seeing a decline in their numbers. Uh, so if you really want to escape brood ten, the safe go
1: north is to go south of oh,
3: south. they they they're, they're not going to get into uh, beyond southern Michigan. So you could go north if it's really warm here, or you can go, uh, go south. You'll have to go south of, uh, of Northern Georgia. They, they emerge, uh, Bruton also occurs just south of Chattanooga.
1: Wow. And then one more question about location. Is there any area in town that's going to be worse than other areas?
3: You know, historically, uh, and looking back to 2004, uh, the extreme eastern Cincinnati should have fewer uh, Brood 10 cicadas than you're trying to find in the rest of the city. Uh, we are seeing a gradual shift in the eastern cicadas from Brood 14 are coming out uh, four years earlier along with Brood 10. And so uh, that's making – So, for example, in 1987, the numbers that came out in the Madeira area were much lower than they were in 2004. Uh, so uh, we're seeing that gradual shift. If you had a lot of cicadas in your yard uh, four years ago when we had the you know, four-year acceleration, Every cicada that came out four years ago is one fewer for that location for this year. Oh, oh. okay. See, I Good live in know. a new,
1: very wooded area of Ross, Ohio, so I'm anticipating having quite a lot.
3: Uh, they have, uh, especially if you've got trees run. If, uh, some, if you have an area that's uh, been cleared for agriculture or close by, then you, you'll find some uh, some uh, gaps in their distribution. Hmm. Gotcha.
2: All right, well, we right, have a lot to look prepared. forward to. Yeah, and we've got we to download Dr. Chrissy's app again. We'll find it, I assume we'll find it in the App Store, and it's called what? It's uh, Cicada
3: Safari. It's in the App Store and Google Play, and I'm tickled, tickled to tell you that 50,000 people have now downloaded this app to help us map out Boot 10. Oh, very right. nice. It's free, and we don't we don't track what you buy on Amazon. <laughs> All we want is a, uh, you to go out and download the app, uh, find the Cicada, go ahead. On- a Safari, photograph it, and send it to us, and that gives us the date, time, longitude, latitude, and if, it, if it's proved as a real periodical cicada photo, because some people have sent in recently pictures of gene beetles and things like that. Oh, well, yeah. And so, But once it's verified, it goes on a live <laughs> map, and you can actually follow where the cicadas are emerging all over the eastern United States. mean, That's I'm something we didn't have in
2: 2004 and 2008.
3: Yeah. You know, we, uh, we had email in 2004, and back in 1987, I had an answering machine picking up calls. I love it. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, Dr. Gene Kritsky, we love having you on the Thank show. You it's so great much for to talk to you again. We're glad you're doing well. Thank you for the information. I'm sure we'll probably talk to you again. Before yes, and this if is anything
0: really crazy happens with those buggers, you let us know, okay? I
2: sure will. All right. look forward to talking to you again. <laughs> you you too. bet. I'm sure we'll have follow up right. questions. Take it easy. You too. All right. Bye bye. It's 852, 52. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Final look at traffic in the morning unless something breaks between now and this afternoon. Here's Toria Cannon with your latest. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.